0: Blue wire.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of That's What Be Said. Uh, we are having a, a great episode tonight put together for you. I'm your host Bree at Breezy Clee, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host Miss Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hey, Britt. Hello again. <laughs> Hello again, and Miss Meredith at MK on Sports. Hi, Mayor. Hey, guys. All right, tonight we've got a familiar name. You may remember him, James Rapine, uh, previously of 92.3 The Fan, our own Cleveland guy, now working for the enemy um, as a Bengals beat writer uh, for SI Now and also Locked on Bengals podcast. So we are going to preview the Thursday night matchup against the Bengals. We're going to get some insight on our matchup and hopefully figure out a way to win this game on Thursday. Hi, James. How are you? Hey,
2: how are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, the big news coming out of today was in regards to a kicker. Formerly (laughs) a Browns kicker, Austin Seibert. Uh, Now he is actually the Bengals kicker. What a wild turn of events today. Can you give us any insights if he will actually get the start? Because us Browns fans, we are in full-on panic mode, imagining him coming in to kick a game-winning field goal.
2: He's not playing Thursday. How about yes. that? Thank Ended you. the drama. <laughs> that, Our worst uh, a, nightmare <laughs>
1: cannot not come true.
2: B- barring something really unforeseen with Randy Bullock's calves, which <laughs> if you saw the end of the game uh, the other day, then there could be something unforeseen with his Cavs. Um, it, it's going to be Randy Bullock. Uh, he's he's fine. They, they claimed Austin really for insurance. Uh, I've, I've done a couple interviews about it already. I called him an umbrella policy just in case Randy Bullock has <laughs> – you know, any issues, they can activate Austin. And they have another kicker on the roster. So I, I think that's all it is. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's a free agent after this game early next week, or maybe they'll move him to the practice squad, but I don't expect mm. him playing on Thursday.
3: See, but- my question about that was, is Cincinnati really in need of a kicker or are they just pulling a troll job on the Browns? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I actually think they were they're a little worried uh, because they don't have anyone on the practice squad mm. and they couldn't bring anyone in, but you know off the street because of the COVID protocol. So they were mm. stuck between a bunch of practice squad players and let's say you have to get someone from the Chargers Practice squad. I'm just using them for as an example. Then they have to fly across the country, take a couple of tests because they're flying all that stuff. I'm sure I'm pretty sure. Austin might just be able to stay in Cleveland and meet up with the team and, and do it that way. So he,
3: he uh, never left. Oh my yeah,
2: gosh, He yeah. <laughs> so. literally just goes from one side of the, uh, one side of the stadium to the other.
3: They're holding him hostage in Berea until Thursday night and then putting him in the visitor's locker room.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. that's so bizarre.
3: Listen, at least he has a really cool haircut though.
0: <laughs> so that's does he have a cool haircut? Oh, Is Is he has a blonde mullet. It's like oh, yellow,
2: yellow, yellow. Oh man. Oh right. yeah, James,
0: you need to look at it. You're gonna love it.
2: That's <laughs> why he missed on Sunday. That's it. That's and I'm the am problem. Oh my god. <laughs> he should have yeah. known better.
1: Yeah, I think him and Scottish Hammer were in competition or something with their hair.
3: I believe so, yes. Oh, I still say Scottish Hammer wins on really? all hair competitions. Really? He's got nicer hair than I do. I'm jealous.
2: True. Yeah. I wouldn't want to compete with Scottish Hammer. <laughs> hair lifting. Kicking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. All right. Well, speaking of kickers, we'll, we'll stick with that. So the Bengals are coming off a crushing loss on Sunday after calf muscle gate. Um, Ryan Bullock missed the field goal to tie the game, a f- feeling we're all too familiar with in Cleveland. So they're coming into the game 0-1 like the Browns. How does the Bengals fan base view the game view the game on Thursday? Is it a must win? Because all we are hearing in Cleveland from the fan base is this game is a must win or everyone's getting fired.
2: (laughs) I think that's the difference between the two, right? Is the Browns (laughs) underachieved last year. And and so they entered this year with just a, a ton of pressure and expectations. Again, it, it seemed like it was tempered for about three or four months. And then it heated up the moment the Ravens, uh, gave, I guess, the Browns a, a dose of reality. I guess you to say, I don't know. The Ravens are really, really good. That was my takeaway from Sunday. But uh, mm-hmm. anyways, no, I, I think that the, the Bengals and, and Bengals fans in general just want to see development. They're where the Browns were a couple of years ago when <laughs> Baker was a rookie, where you know there aren't many expectations. You're just hoping the, the leader, the future of the franchise develops week to week. And the Bengals, as positive as everyone's being about them, they had a lot of struggles last week. And there there were issues on the offensive line. They only scored 13 points. Joe Burrow uh, played okay considering the circumstances, but he left a couple touchdowns on the field. Uh, He was inaccurate on on, on some balls that could have been big plays. Um, So I I think overall, we remember that last drive. And you all remember that, the end of the movie, right? Not the middle of the movie. Well, it was a Uh good ending for the most part from Joe Burrow. So we remember that, but there was a, a lot of things Uh, that they didn't like. He gave himself a D for a reason. So we'll see if he can clean him up. But I I think fans are just hoping for growth, not necessarily nine or 10 wins in the playoffs this year.
1: I have to stop you there for a minute. Did you say they scored 13 points? I would kill for 13 points.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys should have had 10.
1: Uh, But Austin
2: Seibert has bad hair. Yeah,
0: but your (laughs) kicker messed us up, James. So we didn't get 10 points. Your kicker.
2: Uh, my kicker. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is that the Bengals fans are a lot more patient than, than Browns fans. Is, would you say that's true? Or, or would you say like they're less toxic? Ooh, that is that okay? A lot to say? I lock, think... Depending on the answer.
2: <laughs> Look, I think it can get the, you know, the, the, the pot could get much hotter on Zach Taylor if he struggles in a couple of weeks, you know, over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I just think. Last year was such a cluster with A.J. going down at the the start of training camp. Uh, Jonah Williams, their first round pick, left tackle, went down in mini camp. So they they had their injury issues before they even took the field. And so he kind of gets a pass for last year. Um, whether that's fair or not, we'll see this year. <laughs> and uh, I think he had plenty of issues week one. If they have play calling issues again, then I think, it you know, it, it's going to, get a little hotter. But no, Cleveland is different. I mean, it it certainly is different. And I think there's uh, a heightened sense of, of pressure because of the talent, because of the expectations. Where's the Browns' flaw on offense? Because I don't see one. The offensive line played well the other day. No, but but on paper. I know you're making a Facebook. But, but like, <laughs> like no, we didn't have any flaws on offensive. But where, of but offense, where huh? is where is the flaw though? because you, you have Kevin Stefanski who's an offensive coach. You have an mm-hmm. offensive line that was awful last year and played well the other day against the Ravens and should be good moving forward, barring injury. Baker Mayfield, yet you, you have weapons all over. So I think that's the difference in the expectations is you look at the Bengals. Well, their offensive line stinks. We don't know about their coach yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they were 2-14 and 14 last year. The, the Browns went 7-8-1, and one, had extremely high expectations and had more talent last year, underachieved. And you assume they fixed it this offseason. So I, I just think they're in different spots as an organization.
0: Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, okay, so we started talking about Joe Burrow a little bit. Um, I didn't see most of the game. It's all, you know I think a lot of us just saw like high the highlights of it. What did he – if you had to, like, say what he did well, was there anything that, that you looked at and you're like, I could see this, you know, people oh, latching onto this. This looks uh, like it's going to go somewhere.
2: Absolutely. I mean, he showed yeah. plenty of promise. When, when he struggled, it was mostly because the offensive line was trash. I mean, and part of that had to do with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, who are mm-hmm. two of the top six or seven pass rushers sure. in the NFL. There was heat on him all day, and he was getting hit. He got sacked three times in the first half. He had 88 total yards in the first half. You guys want to talk about bad offense. 88 total yards, and 23 came on his audible draw, which was his first touchdown. So that that touchdown was something he audible to at the line. But no, I Whoa. I, yeah.
1: I, I don't like... know what that's like. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe and, an audible.
2: Wow. and well, that's the thing. He's he's making all the checks. They give him the freedom to to make all wow. the calls at the line, that which is, is extreme it, it, well, it's really impressive because he didn't have any preseason games, yeah.
1: right? Yeah, um, exactly.
2: Um and so that part really promising. The fact that he got hit all day, was still running, uh that that final drive. <laughs> that I'd mentioned where he drove them all the way downfield, down three, and they had the game-winning touchdown called back because of a penalty. He started out with a run. After getting hit all day, he ran for seven yards, and then he completed eight of 11 passes uh, and really settled in. So I don't really question Joe Burrow at all. I think he's going to settle in and connect with these receivers and be fine as long as the offensive line and as long as Zach Taylor can put him in a position to succeed.
0: Well, James, that doesn't make me feel any better. Thank you. You should have been like, no, I think he's gonna have a terrible future, and the Browns are gonna love playing him for years to come. That's what I want. That's what I wanted.
2: He's awful. Joe's just the worst.
0: He's <laughs> terrible. Throw him in the trash. All right, uh, the Browns' defense is pretty depleted, especially the secondary. How do they stop uh, Joe Burrow, AJ Green combo? What type of impact can Miles Garrett and company have?
2: that's the key. You just said it with Miles Garrett because Denzel isn't stopping him. I'm telling you, I'm. he, he just went up against wow. the Hayward the other Some day. Denzel
3: not, slander over here. No,
2: not, not at all. He's just not going to stop him. AJ's, you know, big physical long yeah. arms can run. Uh, and, and he played well against Hayward the other day in his first full game in 23 months. <laughs> so if he had a good showing then, as long as he's fully recovered and we talked to him the other day and he said his body felt fine, I would expect him to play well. But it's not just AJ. And, and I think that's kind of the key here. If I'm the Bengals, let's say Denzel does guard AJ and shadow AJ. Well, that's fine. What about Tyler Boyd? Yeah. What, what about John Ross? What about Odden Tate? What, what about the, the tight ends? What about Joe Mixon, which they need to get Joe Mixon involved in the passing game, which is something you guys have figured out with Kareem Hunt, by the way, and Joe Mixon can catch the ball like Kareem Hunt. And yet the Bengals don't know how to use him that way. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I certainly think there are ways that Bengals can attack the Browns defense. And the way the Browns have to contain the Bengals is just put heat on Burrow. You you need Olivier Vernon and Miles Garrett to get after him. You you need Larry Ogunjobi um, and Sheldon Richardson to hold serve in the interior of that defensive line and slow down the run game and force Burrow into second and third and long. So he is throwing it so Garrett and Vernon and those guys can get after him. Because if he can sit back there and and pick apart the secondary and pick apart the the linebacking (laughs) unit for the, the Browns, then uh, the Bengals could put up some big points on Thursday.
3: So you're saying put Joe Burrow in third and 41.
2: <laughs> you guys are used to that, I think.
1: Huh? Give him a taste I, of I our have, own medicine. <laughs> I have
3: a quick question. This is this is off
0: script, but I just have to know. Yeah. Inquiring minds have to know. Do you guys ever miss Marvin Lewis?
2: I mean, do I? I don't like
0: know. the Cincinnati do, do ever fans? think to themselves, hmm, I wonder what Marvin Lewis is doing right now. Not and, yet, no. I wonder I don't if he know. misses us, too.
2: 16 years is a long time, Brittany.
0: I know. Like, I have an it's attachment a... to him, and he wasn't even in Cleveland. <laughs> I miss
1: him.
2: Brittany. Follow-up. Like, once a week,
1: I think about Marvin Lewis, and I'm like, where
0: did he go? Why?
2: I,
1: don't <laughs> know. I actually I like... forgot. I already forgot about yeah. him. How quickly well, I've moved on. Oh, man. I think about him often, probably more than anyone
2: should. <laughs> why? But why? I'm, I'm, I'm so thrown off here. He's the
0: grandpa that... That I just never really had. <laughs> he was a safety blanket. Uh, anyway, I just so wanted he, to he's know. Kevin, he's, know. He's, he's
2: Kevin Stefanski's successor is what you're saying. You're already off, you're already off uh, Stefanski's bandwagon. Uh, one game. D-
0: one Marvel game. was way before
3: Stefanski, okay?
0: And, and, and Malice Marf- is just I'm bailing. Marf-
2: <laughs> one game in. Man.
3: So follow-up question. Uh, how much do you guys miss Hugh Jackson? <sighs> Your best friend Hugh Jackson.
2: <laughs> Who yawned because that was funny.
1: <laughs> No, that's Brittany.
3: <laughs> that was me, kind of gagging.
2: <laughs> they're best friends. They're, they're a package.
3: I don't want to talk about. I don't want to slander Marv like that. Just leave Hugh <laughs> out of this conversation. You me. guys, I'm I'm gonna expose James for a second. Oh, uh, yes. he's a Hugh Jackson stan.
0: Oh James, this is horribly
3: disappointing.
2: He loves Hugh. Is it?
0: Do you I, love I mean, I, Hugh? Does, does I, anyone I love Hugh?
2: I don't love Hugh, but I I do think that when you're a uh, a head coach and you take a job and they wait three years to get a quarterback and Deshaun Kaiser doesn't count, Miles. I'm sorry. Wow. And you know, that's, that's tough. You know, he had no shot. At it's
0: I don't have feelings but, anymore. But, guys, but so he, here's why I
2: don't feel sorry for you or uh, for you. Uh, he, um, his mouth got him in trouble and yeah. he paid attention to what people like I and you say, and mm-hmm. coaches shouldn't do that. Kevin the doesn't give a damn what any of us are saying. Mm-hmm. So he, that, that's Hugh's problem is he paid attention to the media too much.
3: Yeah. All right, so here's one more follow-up on Hugh Jackson before we get back to, like, relevant things. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> okay. I had this thought, and I think I, I think I had this in our group text, too. Uh, if Hugh Jackson had the caliber of talent that the Browns currently have before 0-16, would he still be coach of the Browns?
2: I'm let, are you asking me or them? Yes, I'm asking you. Oh, me. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know who we were asking. Um, it depends on his mouth. But yeah, as far as, a, as an offensive coach, absolutely. I mean, I, I saw the good Hugh J. The Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, won 12 games with Andy Dalton and A.J. McCarron <laughs> in 2015 with Hugh Jackson calling plays. So yeah, with that talent... I think he would have been okay. But again, at some point expectations in Cleveland, which at some point would have rose, his mouth would have probably gotten him in trouble. So I think that's his issue. Um, but yeah, as far as coaching an offense, if you would have given him more talent, he would have won more games.
3: All right. Well, speaking of the offensive talent for, for the Browns, uh, only scored six points on Sunday. I know you said that there's no flaws on paper, but the the flaw is their inability to score at least against the Ravens. But for the game against Cincinnati on Thursday, are there any areas to exploit going into this game? And where should the Browns offense kind of focus the most?
2: Is Nick Chubb still on the team?
3: <laughs> last time I checked, Kareem
2: wouldn't Haunt have too. known.
3: Uh, I mean, I would, hope, I would hope so. Yeah, he just I got mean, extended, they, right? Yeah, he just got a two-year contract.
2: All right, well, uh, I'll tell you, an eight-time Pro Bowler in Geno Adkins has uh, been dealing with a shoulder injury. He didn't play last week after 96 straight games played uh, and I don't expect him to play Thursday night. Another interior defensive lineman and Mike Daniels dealing with a groin injury. I would say he's 50, 50 for Thursday. Even if he plays, he won't be hundred percent. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, I'm doing exactly what the Minnesota Vikings did last year. Baker's thrown it maybe 20 times. And I'm just going to run Chubb and hunt right up the middle and tire out those guys. Cause outside of DJ reader, who's a really, really good nose tackle. I don't know how with Atkins out and potentially Daniels out or less than hundred percent, they're going to be able to take that pounding play in and play out. They may be able to do it in the first quarter, but what happens in the third quarter? What happens in the fourth quarter uh, when things get tight and it's going to just make life so much easier and take the pressure off of Baker and Odell and and all of the, you know, the nonsense that that's gone on. So that's the matchup. And it it isn't just the defensive line. It's the linebackers. The Bengals are young at linebackers. Well, outside of Josh Bynes, they're relying on a second-year linebacker and Jermaine Pratt and two rookies, and Akeem Davis-Gaither and Logan Wilson. And so I'm thinking third and five or less or third and t- whatever, Kareem Hunt in the passing game against one of those rookie linebackers. I like that matchup. Jarvis Landry potentially uh, flashing across the middle against the Logan Wilson, and we saw that last week with Keenan Allen. I like that matchup if I'm the Browns. So there are certainly areas I would exploit, Uh, I would try to stay away a little bit. I I wouldn't necessarily just completely not go to his side, but William Jackson played well last week. Jesse Bates, the safety, played well. So the secondary, when it comes to Odell and him having a big game, I think they might be able to limit that. But I would just run the ball up the middle and really utilize those two backs because they're top ten backs, right? Chubbs is probably a top five running back in the league, and and Cream Hunt's right behind him. So I would use both of those guys, lean on them, and I think it would just open everything else up and really – set the tone for the Browns?
3: See, it's a good game plan, but it makes me nervous because they abandoned the run game pretty early on, Mm. on Sunday. Um, And I know towards the end, they, you know, just were doing their damnedest to get any kind of points in any way. So it made sense to abandon the run game towards the end of the game. But in the beginning, I was sitting there thinking, like, why why aren't we running? (laughs) Can we run a little
1: bit more? So I don't know, maybe we should sounds like it could be a high-scoring game, though, based on the secondary being a challenge, maybe on both sides. <laughs> <I> <laughs> One know. would think it could be a high-scoring game, or it could be no scoring.
3: No defense <laughs> on either <No> side.
2: <laughs> I think the over-under is 45. Oh, wow. Oh, my
1: God. Mm. Oh, I, man.
2: I think I lean the over. Really? Ooh. I think I do, because the Bengals left, obviously, three points with Calfgate. If you include if you include AJ Green in yeah. the, the nullified touchdown, that's yep. four more. The Browns left at least four points on the field against the most talented team in the league. I think the Ravens have the best roster in the league, so I wouldn't be freaking out because of a blowout loss to the Ravens on the road. Um, so yeah, I, I think that if the coaches have the game plans that they should have, look at me acting like I'm a football coach. Then both offenses, then both James. offenses should uh, they should have pretty uh pretty decent success on Thursday
3: right. how do you think the AFC North stacks up against other divisions in the NFL
2: it's either the first or second best division in the, the league Ooh. the NFC West is really really good really good and Kyler Murray's a stud and by the way I'm gonna pat myself on the back because I picked Arizona over San Francisco um I'm a believer right I'll, yeah, I'm a believer in Kyler. He's a baller and he doesn't take hits, which is crazy because he's so fast. Anyways, uh-huh. um, they were the fourth team in the NFC West last year. So it's probably the NFC West, but it, the AFC North is right after that because it's it's four deep. And I know people don't want to give the Bengals credit and there's going to be a lot of people uh, that either pick them to go two and 14 or expect them to go two and 14, but they're going to be hard to beat. Like it's It's not going to be this easy matchup assuming they stay relatively healthy. If they have 50 injuries, it'll be different. But I think they're going to be a competitive team throughout the year, and they're obviously the fourth team in the division. So Ben Roethlisberger's back for the Steelers. We saw how good that defense is on Monday night football. We know the Ravens are arguably the best team in football. The Chiefs would have something to say about that, but I think the Ravens are more talented top to bottom. And then the Browns, you guys are going to hate me for saying this, From a talent perspective, they're probably top eight roster (laughs) in the league. They're loaded, loaded.
3: On paper.
2: They're loaded, guys.
3: I feel like sometimes I'm like the Browns because, like, on paper, I'm perfect. But then when you meet me in person, you're like, oh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh.
2: I'm going to let that one go. You guys have a comment?
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's the case where it's just, like, in person, you're like,
1: oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have Come on, think about me that say one. something. Respond. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to punch both of you guys to the screen. Okay?
2: <laughs> what did I do?
0: I she mean... was probably talking to me, James. <laughs> okay.
2: I was like, hey, punch me if I did something. I just want to know. No, All
1: it's right. not you, James. It's the on paper that gets me. I'm sick just being just good on paper. On but, but it paper.
2: isn't just, they should be. I Odell's still elite. Odell's the best it's receiver there. on uh, on Thursday. Bengals fans would hate me to say it. He's the best receiver in the game. He Did you is, see no, the no crazy
1: doubt. rumors flying? I'm saying rumors in quotations flying around yeah, today. Yeah. The it's, trade stuff? Yes. It's like every time there's a, the Browns lose, it's like OB, It's OBJ's fault.
2: You, you want to know why they're, they're not going to trade him after one game?
1: Why? Enlighten because the fans An- listening.
2: Because Andrew Barry didn't decide to keep Odell all offseason to lose his mind after a blowout loss to arguably the best team in the league.
1: <laughs> He's smart, not guys.
2: You smart know, more people doing smart things. He's not right. going to be like, oh, yeah, we got to get Odell out of here. Give us a second round pick. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. that sounds like a John Dorsey move, honestly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did in Houston, right? They got DeAndre Hopkins out of there. And what did he do? He had 14 games. Yeah. Coaches. He told yeah. them. That's exactly yeah. what
1: would happen, too, if we were it's to exactly trade him. OBJ. That's
2: exactly what would happen. Hmm? Yep. He Absolutely. Would Absolutely. right. they all do. <laughs> don't trade
3: so, him. We don't want to. Trust me um so
1: one of my favorite questions Brittany to ask does. i
2: saw her today she's
1: i don't i just when mary <laughs> Kay said that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did mary Kay say i don't see her tweets she wrote a,
0: a like a little column today it was i think it was an opinion piece i didn't read it because i just saw the headline and i was busy at work so i just and it said um, hold on let me read it for you guys because i don't want to mess this up and i think it was based you, on the Francesca tweet right yeah. Okay, it says, the Browns should let o- Odell Beckham Jr. seek a trade if they remain committed to Baker Mayfield. One And one report says they're already shopping him. So, that, the second half of that, I don't believe is actually true. Um, But I said she's not wrong because I'm not saying right now. I'm not saying, you know, oh, if, if they lose to Cincinnati, you have to give up on Odell right now. Uh, you have to commit to Baker right now. This is something that's going to play out. But, like, you know, if if they keep going, if things keep going the way they're going, and those two just don't seem to have chemistry, whatever. If the the team's better without Odell, which I know sounds crazy, but maybe I don't know. Um, so that's why I I didn't say I wanted him gone exactly. I just said what she said makes sense to me.
3: Well, you did change your you, are, you did change your avatar because you had the I love I love you OBJ sweatshirt on in your in your Twitter avatar, and then you changed it. it. I can't just give away my love. So freely anymore, guys. You can't just do that. I
0: need that. Is that what you were doing in the past?
2: Is that, was that it?
0: I mean, like, I tell people I love them all the time.
2: <laughs> uh, you didn't even have to really answer that. Um, but I, I want to ask you guys a question just because. Yeah, okay. Is that cool? Of course. Um, as far as, uh, as Odell goes and his future in Cleveland, which one would you want to see first if they continue to struggle the Baker Odell connection? Case Keenum? Or Odell out of town?
1: I was just about to say, if we trade OBJ, there's still a high possibility that Baker's also gone.
3: I I mean, that makes me feel better about my answer because I would much rather see, and God, I hope I don't get killed for this. I would much rather see Baker on the bench to see how Case connects with OBJ before they consider shopping him. Your mentions are about to blow up i know tomorrow let's
1: see 12 gonna, hours from
3: now i'm gonna delete my twitter before we release this episode <laughs> Brittany, for now for now
0: if it be if if i had to choose between the two because i know what's going to happen very soon is that people are i already see it just splitting between baker people and odell people i see the fans doing that If i had to choose right now i'd say i'm all in on baker if odell's gotta go odell's gotta go
3: that's (sighs) how i feel see like i don't i don't want i don't want baker benched i don't either i i I don't but i really want to see i really want to see them try everything with odell before they consider shopping him
1: this is like asking me to choose between my two children who's my favorite (sighs) i can't do this james
2: how dare no, you? I I have the answer, right? <laughs> and that's actually a good analogy in a way. You tell them to get along and make it <laughs> yeah. freaking work. Got to right? figure it out. He, uh, Odell you put them in their Jr., get along shirt. <laughs> he extended Eli Manning's career for four years. Yes. Eli Manning was a shot fighter. Baker, you bl- you lit up the league as a rookie. Figure it out. I, I will lock them in a damn hotel room until they figure it out. I don't know. Whatever you have to do. okay. But, uh, that's,
1: okay so you're bringing up a lot of really good points, though. Because then what is, like, OBJ should be helping Baker elevate his game. Clearly, that's not happening. Do we just not have the right coaching staff in place to figure out? Oh, my
3: God, your mentions. Oh, my God, your mentions are I'm not going to overreact
1: <laughs> off of one game. That's the thing. That's why I don't like the, this whole, like, trade OBJ thing. Because, again, like, we were playing against the Ravens. They are, they are elite. They figured out a way to shut Odell down. He struggled mentally. Baker struggled. Like if Thursday happens again, maybe I'll start to question it. But you, I have full I have hope that this coaching staff would be able to figure it out, if nothing else. Freddie Kitchens, probably not.
2: You know what I thought was interesting? Josh McDaniels didn't have any problems using his new toy, no. <sighs> oh, you know
1: what? No. <laughs> oh, no.
2: How dare you? He comes
1: on our show. <laughs> How
2: dare you? I knew you'd wow. like that. Wow. I knew you'd like that. I mean, did, did Cam look okay? I mean, is it 2016 Listen, Cam or something? was
0: gonna look like Cam was gonna look fine no matter who was co- he's fine. Oh, he's, yeah. Cam knew he would looked look good
2: fine. in a Browns uniform against the Ravens, is what you're
1: saying. <laughs> Listen I would have loved that. I know,
0: right? <laughs> that I was one Cam. of the things that I kept thinking in the offseason, but I didn't actually want to say out loud. But now that you brought it up, yeah, I would have loved Cam. They could
2: have had him. Here's the thing. They reached out, right? I saw a report. They they inquired or something. They did. did. They inquired
0: about. I think like it was only like two or three teams that even asked about him. But I I do believe the Browns were one of them. Yeah.
3: Well, here's the thing. If Cam did come to Cleveland in some weird alternate universe, because again, we're all about timelines Mm -hmm. on this podcast. If like Mm -hmm. we're in timeline number three, and Cam comes to the Browns, are we dealing with the quarterback controversy again? And again, and again, like,
2: who's going to start? Is it going to be Baker? No, because Cam's better be than Cam. It's not even, like, if you're trying to win this year, I'm it's with not even James. close. Yes. Like, his, yes. his, he's got a bigger army. Because Baker, what's his greatest skill set? His accuracy. Well, he hasn't been accurate. Yeah. Cam's not that accurate, but he's a giant man who can run faster <laughs> than any linebacker in the league, and he's impossible to tackle, and he throws it relatively well, so... Just anyways, I got you guys way off topic. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, no, this is fine. But I do. Uh, so I'll, I'll uh, square it away uh, back on track because I did have this question written down because it's my favorite question to ask usually before week one, but um, we're into technically week two now. Um, who do you have or who are your predictions for the Super Bowl this year in terms of who's playing who and who do you have winning it all?
2: I'm trying to think of who I had in the AFC. Um, I had Tampa and oh yeah, Tampa and Baltimore. Okay. And I have Tom, Brady wishing oh. the trophy.
3: Yeah, oh, I should have known you're mm. such a TV. He lo- are you wearing your TV 12 shirt? I'm like not,
2: of, I'm wearing I'm, a, a media shirt, but I mean, he's okay. got one, two, three, four, five, six rings.
3: Like you guys, like two thirds of James's wardrobe are TV12 shirts.
2: I- I'm sorry I'm ex- that he am exposing to that you all over the, the place. I- I'm sorry he <laughs> lost to one of the best teams in the NFC Week One. I think he'll be Wait,
0: okay. I'm just remembering something. Who did you want the Browns to hire? You were like all in on someone, weren't you?
2: Josh McDaniels. That's who. Okay. And you know who I can, else I, I wanted?
0: I not remember if it was him or the other the guy that went and to. And you know who
2: else I said they should go after? Who? Mr. 43-year-old, because they have his offensive coordinator. I would have went after Tom, too. But who am I? <laughs> it's true. I forgot about that. You guys are that. silent. I forgot. Yeah, now, we're, now we're fighting. You could have had Tom Brady, <laughs> I just Bacon remembered Jr. all of that.
0: I was I like, wait invitation. a second. James did I,
3: something.
2: I, yeah, I was in on Josh McDaniels. I didn't oh, want another God. inexperienced coordinator.
3: <laughs> James is on the TB12 method.
2: Gross. <laughs>
3: you left I'm your not, cherries you, w- you left your cherries in the fridge at 92. i you, wish i
2: was man this quarantine's got me I'm, I'm fighting it a bit here
3: yeah me too <laughs> um all right so one more about one more prediction question uh did you get roped into playing the schedule game for the Bengals? and if so what what do you have their 2020 record
2: well, I'm already one off. I had them beating the Chargers, twenty to seventeen. And if AJ Green's touchdown gets counted, I'm I nail that prediction.
3: Can't beat Tyrod uh, Taylor.
2: Instead, I'm wrong. Taylor was awful, and he's awful. Anyways.
3: stop it. You, you, stop Virginia, it.
2: you Virginia Tech Homer. I can't like stop Justin it. Herbert must really suck. You guys want to know something? If he didn't get any first team reps in camp, Tyrod. I anyways, he had like two good throws all day. But I digress. Um, I had him at seven and nine. It's still fourth place in the division. I think the division's really, really good. Uh, I had them beating the Chargers and losing to the Browns, starting two and two. I had them losing to the Eagles week three and beating the, the Jags week four. I'll stop there. Um, but yeah, I had, them, I had them at seven and nine because again, they to me feel a lot like the Browns did in 18 where they have some pieces, but there's just too many flaws. Uh, you know, From a coaching standpoint, I think that, that Zach Taylor still an experience. He's going to learn a lot this year. And then they're, they're just banking on an offensive line that is 25th to 32nd in the league at best uh, to protect a rookie quarterback. So they're going to have their issues. And, and you saw that. But I have met seven and nine. I, I still feel like they could do that. But uh, obviously, they lost one of the games I had them winning. So. What would you guys have for the Browns, and how are you feeling about it now?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written down, um, but uh, we, we all had some pretty high win totals. Listen, we're very optimistic on this show. We try
0: so to Don't be. hide from
2: it. I just said the Bengals would go seven and nine. No one in Sports Illustrated had, had them that high. I think Connor Orr had two and 14, the national writer who made all the predictions. And then mm-hmm. all the team riders had like three wins, four wins. So I get optimism. So come on, give me the totals.
3: I think we were, I think we're like, I forget who was who, but I think two of us were 10 and six and one of us predicted 11 and five. I was 13 and three. Oh, you were 13 and three. Okay, (laughs) I remember mine.
1: (laughs) I think I was 10 and
3: six. (laughs) Okay, then, yeah, then Bree and I must have gone 10 and six. And yeah, Brittany, 13 and three. Listen, one of our
0: losses I think I have against Cincinnati.
1: Listen, I don't think we, none, none of us have them winning against Baltimore, in all fairness. No. so That's true. We're, right on we're
3: we're all batting a hundred or batting a thousand for week one.
1: I need yeah. Meredith to actually share what she texted us yesterday. This was probably my favorite text that I got all day yesterday.
3: What did I text you? I texted you guys a lot yesterday. You'll have to specify You said which your one. hope
1: was that they would rip off 14 straight wins. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs>
3: yeah, pull a, pull a Lamar Jackson and just get like crushed week one and then go like Fourteenth Street. But listen, it's not to, impossible.
1: Do you remember when we used to say about the LeBron Cavs? You know those glorious years in 2015 to 2018, and we would just say they would flip. They could just flip a switch. Like maybe that'll be the Browns this year. There's a switch. We're just we just got to flip it.
3: Gotta know, find the LeBron,
1: LeBron switch? Um, what if
3: OBJ is LeBron?
1: Yeah, uh, we need BG James is LeBron. shaking his
2: <laughs> head. <laughs> I love OBJ, but he ain't LeBron.
1: Do you do you think there is? OBJ like who, Jr. <laughs>
2: He's like Jr. You know. He's like Jr. JR could, but
1: Jr. could single handedly like get you back into a game, but also like ruin it. You yes. know. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. All right. He's like Jr. with like three times the talent. Yes. Like, Agreed. On. Agreed.
1: <laughs> but Jr. Smith, without his second half performance in Game Seven, that game was over.
2: I agree. Like and on Jr. is like, like Kareem hunts like Jr. Oh, interesting. He's, he's got more talent, but like his role on the team, you know, he's not the star. But but he's gonna have you know big plays if they're good.
3: Would you think that OBJ is more like Kyrie then?
1: the wingman? That's
2: fine. That's fair. Yeah, but there again, there's no. We LeBron, don't have a huh? LeBron.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. No, and, no and
2: you thought Baker was, but
1: yeah,
2: I don't know.
3: Maybe he still has potential. Maybe Chubb. could... No.
2: he's too. He's too quiet, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. He's a stud, but. It's tough. Yeah. It's on Baker. Baker's got to get it right. Yeah, like, it's that's, be Baker. that's the reality. And okay. he, he should be able to, he has the talent too. And a lot of people here hate when I say that. And by here, I mean, Cincinnati, like before I was ever in Cleveland, I was like, oh, they got the pick right with Baker. And I think they did, but yeah, uh, I remember I, I you certainly being, certainly get people being doubt, yeah. you know, doubting him now.
3: Like, well, I do remember I really- you being pretty all in on Baker when, when, when he got drafted. Question. Since we're on that already, because it's like James, it's like you're reading my mind.
0: Um, <laughs> I
2: got you. Unagi.
0: So, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield's struggles since his rookie season? And do you think he has the ability to become 2018 Baker again?
2: No one got my friend's reference. Um, I yeah, I, th- I, I said Unagi. I don't know if you. Got... Oh,
0: yeah, Unagi. Sorry. I know that.
2: Hello. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, wow, who am I talking to? Uh, can he be that? Absolutely. Like, Baker's more battle-tested now than he was then. Like, then he was just a kid mm. who probably couldn't read defenses as well as he does now. But there's there's something that just isn't clicking, and it's it's tough. And I, I saw this in – in people probably don't even remember this, but the Bengals were really good in 2005 with Carson Palmer, mm-hmm. way back when. In 06, they had all the talent. They had Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada, <sighs> yeah. and Palmer was back. And, and he had torn his ACL, but he was back and he was throwing it all over the field. And it was like, well, they have the talent. Why are they not clicking? Because they didn't make the playoffs that year. They didn't make the playoffs in 07. And it just, it didn't make sense. And it's, I still don't know. I still don't know why those teams weren't better. And mm-hmm. it's weird because Palmer went on to have really big years. Chad had some good years after that. Like there were, there were plenty of, you know, there was talent there. And I just think sometimes things don't click. So that's the argument for the Baker Odell maybe it just isn't working but it sh- it should right now because Baker what he was really good at throwing slants throwing timing routes all of those things well that's exactly what Odell's good at he's great at running slants and yet there was like four interceptions last year to Odell on slants yep. and so I don't know if it was Freddie Kitchens or not here's what I'm not going to do panic because the Ravens who are damn good and Lamar Jackson has a chip on his shoulder because he's heard all offseason that he can't win in the playoffs,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that they came out and mopped the floor with you because they probably should have. If it was close, then people would be like, Oh, maybe the Ravens aren't as good as we thought. Yes. Like, you know, the narrative would have changed. So maybe the Ravens are just legit and we should just take a deep breath and see what happens Thursday.
1: James, you should come on our show all the time. I'm He's down. Too level-headed for Browns fans. Right? FYI. Way too level Well, he does agree
3: disagree with us sometimes, and we've discovered that that's kind of what we need on this spot every once in a while, is someone yes, to disagree true. with us. True.
1: All right, well, I'll, we'll get you out of here with these final few questions. So first, prediction for Thursday night. Give us your honest the, one.
2: That's fine. I already gave it on a, a different podcast. That I have the Browns winning. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I just – I think the Bengals depleted defensive line, that's going to be tough to overcome. The Browns have more talent. The pressure is on them. Yes. And, and so I say it's 23-17. Goes down to the wire, you know, either Burroughs driving downfield for the, the potential game-winning score again, or, or vice versa, you know, the, the Browns run out the clock, but I, I think they, they handle business and win by six.
1: So you have it under the total points. Yes. Yes.
2: I guess I, I, guess I do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Look look at me backtracking, but but, I I, I I see, I see the path though, for like 30 to 27. The only, the only fly in that ointment, I think is uh, the fact that it's a short week. They're banged up. They're tired. You know, they, they might not be clicking right.
1: Yeah. All right. And finally, this is probably the hardest question of the entire evening. How much do you miss Cleveland and tell us all the reasons why it's better than Cincinnati? (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right, we can do that. Um, first off, I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys the exact same answer I give everybody in Cincinnati when they try to flip it. <laughs> I love Cleveland. Uh, I, I loved it there. I love downtown. Um, stayed there for what a year and a half. Uh, just absolutely love it. There's so much to do, so much to see. I hate the reputation it gets. At the same time, Cincinnati's great too, and and there's a lot of great things. And, it, and it, it's so funny that. The, the perception of the two you know and and, and the, what you guys say about Cincinnati and what they say about Cleveland I'm like you guys should go out there it's actually a pretty easy road trip to watch the Bengals and there's a <laughs> lot of fun on fourth street or on the flats or if mm-hmm. you want to go to Ohio City or if you want to go to brunch in Lakewood or you know there's a lot to do so no I, I love Cleveland you're never gonna hear me say anything bad about the city
1: Cleveland expert, hey you're here. still in Ohio so yeah. You know. Ohio's better. Well, according Michigan.
2: to you guys, it, Cincinnati isn't in Ohio because you guys are weird. <laughs>
1: Kentucky, <up there. laughs> no, uh, we're uh, not weird. Either. Other people are weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah,
2: I, I, I never got that rip. It's so funny. Meredith uses it, and it. I it's, know.
1: Uh, well, I got that
3: from my dad. So he, he went to school at the University of Cincinnati. He lived in Cincinnati for five years, and he always called it Northern Kentucky.
2: It's so weird. Like, I <laughs> that makes no sense. But
3: I don't know, But I've been. I have been to Cincinnati. You know this, and I, I loved it there. I absolutely did. Like, University of Cincinnati was like one of my top five schools that I was considering going to. I almost went there, but decided to stay in state. So, I mean, I like, I've got, you know, nothing but good feelings towards Cincinnati. You know that I just like making fun of you. Cause it's fun.
2: Oh, I, I mean, I would have brought <laughs> a bunch of Cincinnatians up to Cleveland for this trip. If it wasn't for COVID. I remember yeah. when I, I took, the, when I took, hell, even before the Bengals kick, I, I, there were people that were like, Oh, whenever the Browns play, we're coming up. I had people come up last year for it. And, um, and then when the schedule came out, it's like Thursday night football, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, and then COVID never settled. Like, I think at that point, people were thinking it was going to be better by now. And uh, obviously, it's not. So.
1: Hey, actually, I lied just going off of that because there will be 6,000 fans in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually true for Sunday nights or Sunday's game in Cincinnati, correct?
2: It wasn't. There was no fans. Oh, there was, it was no
1: one. Okay.
2: It was, it was weird. And, and it was weird that Ohio, and I don't get this, and I'm not trying to get too political here, but yeah. I'm going to anyway. I don't know how Mike DeWine, he didn't approve the Bengals' plan for Sunday. Weird. Yeah, but But he Thursday. still gave the Bengals two home games, and, and I, I don't know why. So they, they have fans, but it, it, it just wasn't for Sunday. So Thursday, and then the Browns are getting another home game with, with 6,000, and then the Bengals are going to have week four against the Jags, and week seven against the Browns with 6,000. It's kind of like a test run. Maybe it was because he wanted to make the Browns-Bengals' Even with six thousand fans, <laughs> Maybe. but like not being able to see Joe Burrow in his debut is like a big deal. So I was kind yeah. of critical there.
1: Yeah. Do you yeah. think it'll make a difference? Have any type of impact?
2: Not really. No. no. I mean, six thousand people. Let's say they're really freaking loud. Well, then what are you like as loud as like ten thousand? Like I, I don't think that's going to. They
1: may be them. booing. Oh you know, so it could just backfire. <laughs> I think it also depends on like where they're sitting too,
3: because you could easily fit 6,000 fans in the lower bowl. But if they're like up in the four or 500 section, you're not going to hear oh, them they're gonna be, there. Oh,
2: they're, they're not going to be in the lower. I would be shocked if they're in the lower bowl. Like near, like even remotely close to players. I think they're going to separate. I mean, they,
3: pro- they probably won't be close to players, but you can still be in the lower bowl and like n- be pretty high up.
2: Did, you, did the Browns do cutouts at all? Do they have cutouts anywhere?
1: That's a great question. I've not heard I anything know. about that.
3: I have no idea.
2: I was just curious because obviously they won't be sitting there if there's cutouts, or that's maybe true. they'll use cutouts to distance, and that's a way maybe. you can do it too.
0: We'll
2: find Pretty out. Cool. I can't believe you guys aren't going.
3: I know it's a bummer. Well, I'll be there. I'll be well. I'll be working uh, in studio, um, not not in stadium, unfortunately. Wow.
2: I know some Bengals fans going, so
3: mm.
0: yeah, that'll
2: be interesting.
3: Gross.
0: How dare they?
2: I wonder how many, how much how money much they money spent on they tickets spend? to get <laughs> yeah I was to get them say, from Browns season tickets. <laughs> Yeah, well, they I think they are I think,
3: crazy expensive. I think Arrowhead for the Chiefs. I think they were saying that uh, for that opening game, the tickets that would normally cost a hundred dollars were costing like four hundred and fifty. Mm. So I mean, they they hiked those prices that's up pretty high. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: All right, James, well, it was great having you on the show tonight. Everyone on Twitter, go follow him if you don't already. James Rapine, at James, R-A-P-I-E-N. Uh, James, anything you want to plug before we get you out of here?
2: Allbangles.com. Everything gets posted there uh, for SI. So if you're looking for Bengal stuff, I, I sometimes I'll post Brown stuff. I posted a lot about the Browns kicking situation over the past couple <laughs> of days. Um, so, you know, if, uh, if there's any Odell kicking news or anything like that, then uh, we will uh, – We'll cover it there as well.
1: All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on, joining us. Uh, Go Browns. We hope that your prediction holds true. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Uh, Don't forget, Brittany and I are going to be hosting a live watch party on Thursday night. We will not be in attendance at the game, but we will be joining hopefully all of you. We can be miserable together. or be happy together. We'll see how the direction of the game takes us. Thanks, guys. Bye.